Do you ever make plans? It's a pretty simple question, right? And of course, everyone does. Everybody makes plans from, from daily plans to weekly plans to monthly plans to yearly plans to life plans, right? Even at an early age, you kind of make a decision what you're going to have for breakfast. Maybe mom makes that decision for you, but sometimes you get a choice, And sometimes your plans are laid out. Maybe the night before, you you made sure that, okay, this is what's going on tomorrow. Some people are extremely detailed with their plans. Have you ever seen their calendar? Where like every single minute is laid out, right? And, And they, of course, give themselves a few minutes off here and there, but... A few other people, maybe their daily plans that they schedule are are maybe a little bit more loose. I'll get to it tomorrow or tomorrow. Or how about tomorrow, right? Why why do today what I can put off till tomorrow, right? It's amazing as we make these plans. But I am kind of curious, out of all these plans that we make, and maybe we sit down and do a whole weekly plan or meal plan, how many of us follow our plans to the T? To, the, to, the, to every dot of the eye, right? Okay, maybe we, we try to keep them, okay, but maybe, maybe a better question would be, how often do our, our plans force to change? It's amazing how that happens, isn't it? We can have the best laid plans. We can have it all laid out for us just perfectly. We have it. You're going to get here at this time. You're going to do this much work. You're going to get this all set up. And then there's going to be this many people there. And, and then this, and this is just going to go so well. And then a snowstorm hits. Now, I know you guys don't recognize what a snowstorm is. But that's what happened to my family up north. When my brother and sister-in-law were planning to go visit the in-laws... And that storm that came through here a few weeks ago, right? They couldn't get all the way to Minnesota to celebrate Christmas. Plans changed. Forced to change. Does that happen to you? It happened to me as of Thursday. I'm standing in the pulpit right now. I was not planning to preach from the pulpit. I threw out my back on Thursday. I need something to lean on. Plans change. When we look at our plans, and we look at the plans of our life that we, we wanted to lay out so beautifully, who drives those plans home? Who makes those decisions And when we lay out our schedule and all of our life plans, do we ever involve the Lord? It's always an interesting thought, isn't it? Do we involve God in our plans? Let's take a look at what James tells us. When you're thinking about plans in your life to involve God, we hear from James, come now, You who say, today or tomorrow we will go into this or or that city, spend a year there, do business, and make a profit. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? Indeed, it is a mist that appears for a little while and then disappears. Instead, It is better for you to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live, and we will do this or that. 
But right now, you are boasting in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So for the one who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, this is a sin. Is it a sin to make plans? No. People make plans every day. In fact, it's also very important to understand that even God talks about us making plans, about setting schedules, about doing the short-term, the mid-term, the long-term ideas and plans, because God wants us, yes, to look to the future of our life. But where's the danger? Our lives consist of all these plans. Planning is not the problem. The problem is, is when we start making plans with the assumption that we are actually in control. It's a problem when we start to make these plans with the idea that we are truly in charge of our lives. The the problem is that we act like we have the power over the outcome. Like we have all that authority when in all honesty we don't, do we? My brother couldn't control the weather. His plans changed. We can't control if we get ill or sick. Plans changed. See, planning is not the problem. The fact is, though, is when we make plans, being good stewards of our time and talents and skills, right, when we make plans, it's, it's when we start to make those plans apart from the Lord. When we make those plans without being under God's will, without remembering our Lord. Because here's the thing, our life is so uncertain, isn't it? Listen to the way James even put it, right? You do not know what tomorrow will bring, but wait a second, I have it all laid out here. This is what tomorrow is going to bring. It's going to bring a new year. Great, wonderful. What's going to happen tomorrow? Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wake up at at 6. I'm going to walk the dog. Then when I get home from walking the dog, I'm going to have breakfast. When I have breakfast, oh, wait. That's not going to happen. Why? i got to preach. I get to preach tomorrow. Sue, okay, plans plans change a little bit. Okay, wait a second. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to leave at 6 to get down to Benson. Preach. Okay, now my plans are going correctly here. Ah, what if there was an accident on I-10? Ooh, that changes things, doesn't it? Yeah, you're nodding your head there, Bill. I know you know that. It's amazing how that little half-hour drive can take you upwards of three hours. How our, our plans change, right? You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. What if you get ill? What if you throw out your back? What if you can't stand? We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We've all been there, haven't we? Vacations that got canceled or moved. Incomes that are lost. Savings that go down the tubes because the stock market went down. Our plans for our life completely out the window. 
because of an injury, because of a loss. We can make all the plans that we want, but our, our natural, but, but by nature what happens, things change. And even there are times when God has those plans change. And what's our first reaction to that? For so many people, the very first natural reaction when, when our plans get completely destroyed or completely off kilter or completely thrown out of whack, we start to blame God. God, why would you let this happen? Or even to the point where, what have I done? Maybe this is a consequence for my sin. Well, the truth of the matter is, there is. There are consequences for our sin. There's punishment for our sin. That's the bad news, right? We deserve that. Though the good news is that what we celebrated here just a week ago is the coming of our Savior, the first time, right, to live that perfect life, to suffer and die in our place, to take all of that away. That, that's the wonderful good news. But then why is God allowing these changes in course? I wanted the smooth, easy path. Why would God permit such devastation, such destruction for what I had so beautifully laid out? For what I thought was the best direction to go? There's a comfort though for us, isn't there? Because we know that God is for us. And that's what we celebrated just a, a week ago as we celebrate the birth of our Savior Jesus, that he sent Christ because he loves us, because he cares for us, because he wants to take care of us, to put the punishment that we deserved for our sin. He put it on our Savior Jesus. God fulfilled his perfect plan of salvation. And if God is for us in that way, who can be against us? And if God is for us that way, then why do we blame him when things go awry? When things get changed, when it doesn't go the way I think it should. James said, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You know who does? The one who is still in control. The one who has always been in control. That's why James wants to point out our folly, our, our arrogance in imagining the idea that we have the power to truly plot the course for our life. That's why James goes on to say, right? He says, why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Think of how short our lives truly is in, in the grand scope of things, right? Your life is nothing more than a mist, that dissipates in the morning sun. You're, you're a fog that is there one moment and gone the next. You're a vapor. Like your morning coffee, you have that heat coming up. It's amazing how it just disappears. That's the shortness of our life, right? Your, your life, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. That's why the, the writer of Proverbs even says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. But we have a God who is actively in control of our lives. We have one who does know what tomorrow will bring. We have one who the psalmist so beautifully writes about. He says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book. 
before one of them came to pass. We have a God who knows us so well, who takes care of us, where he even writes, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and yet not one of them falls to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all, are all numbered. See, there is no fluke in your life. There is no just sheer coincidence in your life because God is in control. He always has been. He always will be. That's a comfort for us, isn't it? We may have it all worked out in our heads. We may even have it all laid out on, our, on a piece of paper, on a schedule, on the calendar. But boy, it doesn't always work out that way, does it? But one comfort for us is the fact that we know that we belong to the Lord. That we belong to God. Instead of going through those plans, right? Instead of saying, oh, I'm going to go to this city and I'm going to be there a year and I want to make a... Pro-, instead of, of putting all our faith and trust in, in ourselves, in our own strength, in our own power and authority, instead, maybe let's listen to the Lord. Let's hear what he says, right? It is better for you to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and we will do this or that. For many of us, we've probably heard that before, right? If the Lord wills. The one that I've been hearing more and more since I I moved down here was actually, as the Lord wills, if the crick don't rise. I'd never heard that one before. I have now. And and so when we look at this, the Lord wills, as the Lord wills, that's not just some slogan for us to live by, because it's important for us to believe these actual words As the Lord wills. Because if the Lord wills, it's going to happen. That's why Paul, so often throughout his letters, he says over and over, as the Lord wills. Think of Jesus when he was in the garden, when he was praying so earnestly to his Father, but not my will, but yours be done. Those are important words for us to live by. Those are important words for us to to truly understand and grasp, to know that our God is in control, that our God is so powerful. And so when we go into this new year, yes, all of our plans may have been thrown out the window. All of our plans for 2022 maybe didn't happen or maybe didn't carry out the way we thought they were going to or as well. Maybe they did even better than we thought. But the joy of knowing as we go into this new year is, is that God is still truly in control. And as he wills it, as he wills for you to live, to breathe, to walk, to spend time in his word, this beautiful verse for us, we see how God allows it, that it shows our complete dependency on him. When we make our plans for 2023, it's important that we include the Lord in our plans. That we recognize that it's God who makes those plans concrete. That it's God who makes those plans carry out to fulfillment. That it's God who gives us that wonderful comfort. We're not sovereign over our lives. We don't have the full power and authority and outcome over our lives. God does. God is the full sovereign. God is the full powerful one over our lives. And as he allows, as he wills. Because if we don't have God as part of that plan, 
What does James say? He says, but right now you are boasting in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. What's that boasting in your arrogance? It's when we think that we have the power, that we have the authority, that we have the right to carry out our plans apart from God. It's... It's boasting in our arrogance when we think that we have the true power over our lives apart from God. We boast in our arrogance when we think that we can dictate the terms of our lives apart from God. That's why Jesus gave the warning to the rich fool as we heard just moments ago. That warning of that pride in that gospel reading, right? When the rich man thought that he had that full control over his life, right? Oh, I'm going to big the big, build the big barns, eat, drink, and be merry. And what did the Lord say? That pride, that pride that thinks that our actions are independent from God, that, that our actions are independent from his power, from his authority, and we try to give all that to ourselves. That's the arrogance that so sadly so many try to boast in. And it leads to a terrifying world. A terrifying life. Because it's God who gives us breath. It's God who allows us to do what we plan. There is nothing more painful and more discouraging than, than when plans don't always happen the way we thought they would. Because it can lead us to start second-guessing. It can lead us to start questioning about all the mistakes and, and, and the failures that, that have happened. But that's when we want to hear those comforting words as the psalmist says, place your burden on the Lord. Instead of bearing under that burden of, of those second guessing, of, of those concerns, put it on the Lord. As, as we hear in Isaiah, surely God is my salvation. I will trust in him and will not be afraid. As we hear from the writer of Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. From the psalmist but I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. We put our trust in the one who is in control. Even Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Paul in Romans says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy, with all peace, as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we make our plans for 2023, as we make the plans for the rest of our life, may we solely put them under the Lord's will because he is the one who is in control. We don't make our planning without him because he is the one who sent his son who gives us the confidence and the peace in our life, who gives us the confidence and peace in our afterlife, who gives us the confidence and peace of our salvation, of our forgiveness, of our life eternal. It's a new year. As we look back, maybe it didn't go as we thought it would. Maybe it did. But we know 
in it all, God is in control. And as we prepare our hearts for this next chapter in our life, we make our plans with God according to his will, now and always. Amen. The peace of God which transcends all understanding may guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.